0: There are uh, drones, there are dreamers, and there are doers. And uh, there's, uh, it takes a special person to stop being that drone, if you will, and take that leap from drone and start coming up with a dream and then actually making that dream become a reality and being a doer and that's what this show self-made is all about um and today i have the privilege absolute privilege of interviewing a guy that i've known for a couple of years uh we've worked together on several different projects um one of them being uh the initial well, actually, no, it was i would say the second revision of the website that he had for one of the businesses that we will talk about today um but uh this guy is really on point knows this stuff uh blows my mind just about every single time that we have a conversation with one of the new ideas that he has. And let me tell you, this guy has tons of ideas. So, I mean, without further ado, um, I mean, I've seen him grow from a martial arts instructor all the way to God knows what the hell. Um, we'll see exactly what he has to talk about. I'd like to welcome to the show Jason Herrera of way too many businesses to <laughs> uh, to list off right here. But we'll start out uh, with you just being able to give your own intro. How are you doing today, man?
1: I appreciate it, Kenny. Good to... Sit down with you again. Um, the last couple of years have been a wild ride. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, you've been one of the only people that has uh, kind of like been around for the whole thing. So you've you've seen a lot of different transformations in multiple businesses and in education and in my careers, different careers. And so it's it's cool to finally be on your show. From what I understand, you're doing huge things right now. And uh, for your listeners, you know, Kenny mentioned that he helped me out in the beginning. With some of my first projects when I got to Augusta, Georgia, and that's absolutely true. He helped me in a big way, um, not just uh, not just to, to connect with with local listeners, but and viewers, but also to you know to help me with some of the tech side stuff with the website and and, and all that goodness. And that was great.
0: Absolutely. Now, how and now, uh, how long have you uh, worked for yourself? How long have you been an entrepreneur? Well,
1: I've been self-employed since I was nineteen. Okay, right on. And um, I started when I was in college at the University of Florida. I did a joint venture partnership with a, with a grandmaster martial artist, and he had a bunch of money. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, I had a bunch of reality-based martial arts talent for close-quarter defense tactics and stuff. We, anyway, we opened a school together. Big school in, 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 in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, for those of you who aren't Gator fans, you know, bear with me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, at the time, I was, I, was, I was going to school for business. And anyway, it was a great experience. And let me just tell you, before we even get started, that you learn a hell of a lot more in business than you do on business. Meaning like when you're learning about business, you do not pick up what you pick up experiencing business and learning from gurus that are inside of business. Gurus that are connected with people who are successful in business, people who have experienced things in business and lost in business and won in business and who have the results you want. That's who you listen to. Your professor, there's a reason why he's standing at the front of a damn classroom. Get, getting paid fifty thousand a year instead of running a multi million dollar organization, which is what you're hoping to run when you go for your MBA. I know I did my my MBA. Mm-hmm. And I don't put MBA at the end of my name right. in my emails. And the reason <laughs> is because I'm almost embarrassed by it. You have the people that uh you, you get an email <laughs> and it's just like, uh, Kenny
0: Adams, sent for my iPhone five, MBA. Yeah, LLC, Incorporated,
1: you know, and you know know what? A lot of people are impressed because, you know, in MBA, you know, you learn a lot about general business. And I went to a top 20 school and it was a good school and blah, blah, frickin' blah. And I'm going to tell you right now that when I left that MBA, I was shaking my head going, I feel like the government just did me again. Like, how many Uh, times am I going to let them bend me over? Right. With social standards before I finally start learning from the best. And then that's what you know very well that I did. Mm -hmm. I went and I left and I studied the life coaches and the business coaches that are the gurus right now. The people right now that are making the biggest impact and getting the biggest results. The Tony Robbins, the Jay Abrahams, the Chet Holmes, the Jeff Walkers, the Brendan Burchards. The people that are out there coaching people on how to not spend that much money. But geometrically and exponentially grow businesses and their livelihood we're talking about lifestyle design here right. i'm going to take a page from tim ferris and talk about lifestyle design with you mm-hmm. what, not building a business so that you end up being entrapped by it like a freaking prison that doesn't even make you as much money as you thought it would right but making a business that's actually designed around the lifestyle you wanted when you started out right i mean that's
0: the whole thing when you look at these other uh That's something that frustrates me, um, because you know that I've worked with a lot of business owners as well uh, through Access Choice, that venture. The thing that irritates me the most about a lot of these business owners is they get there... And they get stuck in a rut within the first two months. Yeah. You know, they, they get in there and it's like they just automatically think of the process. And that's all they have. They just have the process that they're dealing with without thinking of the growth. They're not thinking of where can I take this. They had all these wild dreams at the very beginning <laughs> of getting their business started. And then all of a sudden it's just like. Okay, now I'm just, you know, the wheels on the bus go round and round, and that's it. They don't. It, but the thing is, it's on one of those little spinny things at the mechanic's <laughs> office, you know, where they just keep on going in right. one spot. They're not actually going anywhere, and that's something that, again, like I said at the very beginning, totally not blowing smoke up your ass or anything like that. I learned and watched you take uh, Superior Academy, um, the martial arts studio that you uh, created here in Augusta, right. and it's grown from you know hey look uh you know i just have uh, the academy here um and you know I, I came in let you guys punch me in the chest a couple of times for for video <laughs> and then it's grown to i mean this really substantial uh not just martial arts but fitness and um i mean and now you're branching into the uh, the business coaching and uh, are you doing life coaching as well
1: yeah superior academy we, we pretty much own the salsa dancing and, and ballroom. Yes, I area.
0: totally forgot about that as well. Um, salsa and, dancing. And of too. course
1: and of course the self defense. You know, we're the only Bruce Lee's you can do, close core defense tactics, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you you've seen us grow like that and, and right now we have a a branch company it's not even a branch company, it's a totally separate company. <laughs> but I help people at Spear Academy with life coaching, relationship coaching and business success coaching. Right. I mainly do business success coaching because what I found is that usually when I enter in by making people a lot of money, they trust me more and then open up to me about their lives and their crappy marriages. Right. And I get to help them <laughs> with those things. But I already have so much rapport with them at that point that they'll open up about – I've had people open up with me about addictions, mm-hmm. about relationships. And I do – I have done training with the Chloe Madonnas and Anthony Robbins for even, even divorce prevention, wow. which Chloe Madonna is one of the top five divorce preventionists on the planet. Okay, um, And then, of course, Tony Robbins, everybody who's that is. But, yeah, th- this is the people that I learn from, and I help a lot of people with it. And by entering in with the business coaching space and helping people make lots of money and having lots more time for their families at that point, they kind of tend to open up. Right, absolutely.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's backtrack a little bit, and yeah, go back yeah. to um... – Uh, When you were in college, Uh, when you were in college and you uh, decided to back in the day, yeah, back in the day uh, at UF (laughs) in good old Gainesville, um, and you decided to work on starting, uh, you know, starting that studio Mm -hmm. with uh, the Grandmaster. Mm -hmm. Was that something that, like, you always wanted to actually strike out on your own, or was it like uh, you saw the opportunity and you took it?
1: Yeah, and pretty much everybody listening to this is going to connect with this. I always said to myself, if I could make lots of money doing this, which in that case it was martial arts, I would do it. But Mm -hmm. society has told me that there's not a lot of money in that. Right. Or society has told me that I need to get this degree first. Or society has told me you need to raise lots of money first. Or society told me that the economy sucks or society told me you need to know people, or
0: whatever. Well, you're listing off all the different things that people have actually said to me when I was talking about oh, yeah. doing these podcasts. Oh, yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Exactly Continue, right. yeah. please.
1: Now, luckily, most of the world thinks that way, so there's not that much competition. <laughs> but, okay. But, and I always said I would, and when I met professors, I'm not going to say his name because I don't really like him that much anymore, but he was a professor, he was a professor <laughs> of martial arts. Which is the rank above Grandmaster. And he had made a lot of money in the martial arts. He had made millions in the martial arts. Okay. So he became my mentor. And he wanted to, he wanted to leverage me in that I was a young, well-spoken, good martial artist that, was, that everybody liked. I had good charisma. And he wasn't. He, would, he just knew how to run the business. And he right. said, I'll open this business with you and I'll give you 50%. And I'll raise all the money. It was a, It was in a rich neighborhood in a public shopping center. I mean, it was a great school. Nice. And he said, "I'll give you fifty percent of the business. You do all that." I said, "Okay, fine." So we got into business together. Uh, at the time, I was uh, I wanted to be a heart surgeon. I was in, at the University of Florida for what a for switch. medicine. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> "Medicine." I said, "This guy's making millions doing martial arts, and I can make you know a couple hundred thousand dollars a year doing surgery and be stuck away from my family and not be able to go to Fiji when I want to." Fuck right. That. Pardon, my friend. No, it's okay. So no, I said. I mean, this is I'm, not, life, gonna, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. And so I, I, I switched my manger mm-hmm. to business and went in with this guy, and we did it. We did it fast, and he taught me all about because he was from. He was. He his first three schools were in the Bronx. Right. In the Bronx, New York, and he taught me all about you know what really goes down when you're starting a business. Mm-hmm. What's What's it really like in the street? The street meaning the real world, right. not the NBA hoity-toity, here's about finances and percentages. You know how many times I've calculated a damn percentage? <laughs> 0% of the time, <laughs> right. I calculate percentages. <laughs> <laughs> the only time percentages work is when you're trying to rationalize something. Right. Well, you see what happened was uh, <laughs> only 90% of the time does it succeed. It was a bunch of bullshit. So him and my father was a street business guy all his life. And he mm-hmm. taught me about that too. So anyway, long story short, got into business, quit my other uh, major. I started this new major. Um, and, and, and basically just went that route, the self-employment route. And then I, that's when I got into the online businesses and all that nonsense too. And started right. studying these guys. And I basically became, when I say obsessed, I'm actually using the right word. I got obsessed with, personal development in the areas of making money, helping other people to make money, helping people develop themselves mentally, emotionally, and physically, Mm -hmm. and helping myself to develop myself mentally, emotionally, and physically. Right. And that's where, after starting the martial arts schools, I got into this life and business coaching stuff, helping other people to do what I did better than what I did it before, because now I have all this experience, I guess a little bit of experience. Right. And I had learned from these gurus. And so that's what we do now. It's a big deal.
0: Right on. Okay, so you, you now uh, you get here to Augusta, you open up Superior Academy. Right. Um, it mm-hmm. goes for a couple of years. It's growing, and it's funny. I remember. Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't something that was a you know you get here and you just start running ads with all these different radio stations and tv stations and all this stuff you had people that were um actually you know doing the foot traffic of meeting people handing out cards that's how actually uh i'm that's how i found out about you guys i was outside of a um coffee house with one of my clients uh it was actually the owner of the coffee house we were outside just uh talking about some of their expansions and whatnot and up walks uh to your students um and employees and they were handing out uh rack cards um and i was you know i was just like okay well i love bruce lee love you know <laughs> jeet kune do i've never heard of any studios anywhere in the vicinity. Yeah like in like the tri-state area. I mean, I know they exist, but I haven't seen any of them. So yeah, I want to check it out. Um, and again, like I said, I've watched you guys go from, you know, you know, you've tackled competition. Um, and, and, I, and you can you explain go. this. I see,
1: the, I see the connection right now. Yeah,
0: it, it's not even necessarily. T- you weren't even really paying attention to right. the competition. That's, exactly that's the right. thing, um, and I think okay. that's where a lot of people stumble. Uh, yeah, let's get
1: into that.
0: Yeah, so so there are um, tons of. I mean, you know, recently, mixed martial arts MMA has become like the big thing yeah. uh, for studios to try to push because people are seeing it on TV. They're seeing UFC. They're seeing all this stuff, and I remember when UFC was like in the mature section that you had to have a parent rent for you Mm -hmm. because they, I mean, people would show boobs and everything, but now it's like commonplace to see that in all the different studios. That's something that you weren't really pushing so much. Mm -hmm. Um, but all the other places were trying to kind of, you know, sneer at your operation Mm -hmm. because you weren't actually pushing that. Like, Oh, well he's Mm -hmm. not teaching MMA. And it's like, so what yeah so how did you guys or or i wouldn't say you guys how did you because you are the mastermind of superior academy um and we'll move on from superior in a minute but how did you approach that was that something that was really uh at the forefront i mean let's talk competition how did you deal with that? and
1: i'm going to answer all your questions um in the context of how it applies to everybody that's listening because i don't want anybody on this thing on the show to think that Kenny's trying to promote Superior Academy anyway. We're trying to help you guys with some very real stuff. So I'm gonna answer it in the context in general. Mm-hmm. Um, in the context in general, competition doesn't exist. And this is what I mean by that. And Everybody listening is probably going, yes it does, <laughs> society tells me this. Competition doesn't exist. Here's what competition is. If I replicate exactly what you do in exactly the same way, at exactly the same time, with exactly the same methods, then you're my competition. Mm -hmm. i'm also an idiot (laughs) because i've done everything exactly the same way as you you don't have competition if you walk into a market and you ask the market market i understand that there are other people doing things like martial arts what do you hate about it what do you love about it and what would you be willing to pay more for and they will answer you because they want to get these new benefits, right. they'll say, well, I hate the fact that they make me sign three-year contracts. I hate the fact that there's only one instructor per 30 kids. I hate the fact that a lot of the moves are very like, generic, old-school, forms nonsense. I hate the fact that I got my ass kicked on the second day because I went to that MMA school, which, by the way, if we want to plug anybody, Grubel's MMA is an awesome school like, for, for MMA, and they're actually extremely successful. Right um, they, they tell me what they don't want. Then they tell me what they do want. What do you want? I want to learn about the real deal. I want to learn about the reality-based stuff. And if you're listening to this, I want you to apply this to what you're doing, okay? You learn best through stories. I'm telling you a story. I I want to learn the reality-based stuff. I don't want to have to sign a long-term contract. I want to be able to trust my instructors and have multiple instructors in the room at once so that when I'm learning, I'm actually getting personal attention. And basically what I did was I entered the market, I asked people what they wanted, and then I did that. What? He did What? (laughs) Now, you might be rolling your eyes right now and saying, duh, and then I would roll my eyes and say, where are you at, fool? Are you actually doing that right now? The answer is always no. Even if you're successful, there's always something you can ask your market to get the right answer as to what it is that you could do right meow to get them to buy more, spend more, or buy more often. Mm-hmm. Always things to ask, and that anyway. That's what I did. So there wasn't competition because I walked in and they got the karate guys, got the MMA guys, and there's nothing wrong with those guys. They make a lot of money. It's fine. But I said, you know, what do you hate and what do you love? And then I built an entire business model around what they hated and loved, and then basically said, here you go. And then they bought it.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. it, it, it and when you think about it, 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 it's very. It's a rudimentary thought that. We'll talk percentages that 95% of the people don't follow. You know, I mean, it's something that you go in and, you know, you have so many people that say, well, let's go ahead and have a focus group. And, you know, let's go ahead and, you know, get uh, 20 people almost like a jury and get them in one room and, you know, we'll show them something and see. No, you, you have to. Do more than that. You have to actually, like you said, ask the people what they want. Yeah,
1: you want to ask them what they want. You want to understand their needs. And then you want to fulfill their needs on a deeper level. Right. Meaning, like, if somebody says, I want to learn self-defense, it's not usually because of they want a new hobby and they chose they didn't choose archery. Right. It's not usually for that. There's a deeper need. They want to feel certain and secure and safe. Mm-hmm. They want to feel significant, like they have a cool talent. They want to feel good about themselves because of their physique. Mm-hmm. They want to feel like they're connecting with others with an activity. There are deeper personality needs that your business definitely could fill right. that really influence people to buy stuff. Mm-hmm. And that not just influence them to buy stuff, but give you the opportunity to serve them in a way that most marketers can't do because they're just advertising a sale mm-hmm. or a feature but not a benefit. Right. You want You want to focus on the benefits and what it will do for them as a person, as an individual, as a living thing, not necessarily what the features are. You don't advertise, for example, if you're a coffee shop. You don't talk about and demonstrate the Flavor name, the name of the flavor of your coffees. Right. What you want to do is describe the experience that they're going to have and why they want that experience and why it's different than the experience they'll have someplace else.
0: People running coffee houses, are you listening to this right
1: now? Right. The reason why <laughs> the reason why Starbucks is a badass isn't because of their coffee. It's because of their environment and what that does for people's. Deeper needs mm-hmm. to feel certain and relaxed and connecting with other people social environment things like that
0: if you think if you think about uh, Starbucks right now as an entity just using them as an example. Just right. think about it right now when you talk to people Why do you go to Starbucks? Oh, I mean I can gather with my friends and we can you know, sit there the and the say, oh, only reason. You don't hear them say you don't go the to coffee is so Dunkin freaking Dun- awesome
1: Yeah, you don't go to Dunkin Donuts to meet with your friends, but Dunkin Donuts has better coffee than Starbucks and it costs less hmm there's, they're, they're appealing to a deeper need that you have. Apple charges five times the amount of money per laptop than PC. Yep. There's a reason why Apple makes more money than Microsoft now in terms of cash in the bank. Right. The, the reason why they make more, even though they were a failure just years ago before the iPod, is because of the coolness factor and what that does for you on a personality level. You feel like you're part of a community... You feel like you've got the cool thing. You feel significant. You feel like you're connected with the community. You feel like you've got something that other people don't have, which is why I paid $2,500 for my laptop, whereas the laptop I bought before that I only paid 400 for. Knowing that, I still did it.
0: You, you don't see people going and putting uh, window stickers on the back, on the win- back, you sure uh, window don't. on their cars. No, you, you, you don't. don't. You, you, but you get the, you get an iPod and they just, and I mean, and again, brilliant marketing. You just slip a sticker inside there yeah, people are like, yes,
1: oh my car. It's sleek, it's sexy, it's cool. It's something that honestly does have features that other, um, that other electronics don't. Right. So what did they do? They said, what features would you like to have? The market spoke up and then they spent the entire ad and marketing campaign Talking about how different it is than PC. Do you remember the PC versus Mac commercial?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Love those. Now, here's one thing, and I think this also applies to you bringing it full circle back to how you uh, manage uh, all of the different ventures that you're a part of. Something that Apple did that I actually see in you a lot is not only did they ask people what they wanted, but they also tell people what they need. Big time, and 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 that's one thing that was the brilliance of, in my opinion, of Steve Jobs is he would he would get out there and you know people like for instance, and showing that he was way ahead of his time was the uh, case in point the Newton. You know he knew that everyone was going to be moving to handheld PDAs and tablets, and he came out with that years before anyone else. And he's like, no, look, okay, you may not be ready for it yet, but you're going to need this one day. Right. And then, sure enough, he comes out with the iPad. Well. Hell, the iPhone first, but then uh, the iPad. And he's like, look, you guys weren't ready for it then. Technology's advanced. I've made what I, my creation back then better. Now you need it. And people are like, yes, I need it now. Right.
1: right. You do have two options. You, know, you can either see what they need and want or tell them what they need and want. Right. And as long as it's within reason and as long as it really is cool as shit, they'll buy it. They'll mm-hmm. buy into the idea of it. And that's, again, like you said, what Steve Jobs did that was brilliant. He figured out the way to communicate to a consumer, to clients, and say, this is what you need now. This mm-hmm. is the next thing for you now. And people buy into that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. they really do.
0: So with the transition from uh, making Superior Academy, uh, no pun intended, but superior, uh, right. when it comes to uh, leading in you know, the martial arts community right. uh, in the local area, now you are now uh and you've mentioned to it mentioned it legacy several times uh you yeah. you and that's is that the name of the venture legacy masterminds okay right. so you're now doing the business coaching tell me a little bit how you transitioned into doing that
1: well basically um i started off doing life coaching like you know just at superior academy right. think, for people because i had done some tony robbins programs um certification programs and stuff for coaching you know? mm-hmm. and did a lot of research thousands of hours of research into, into coaching for life and business success coaching really and so I was already helping out some local friends of mine that were CEOs, um, friends of mine that were entrepreneurs, and I was getting huge results for them. They were, And I was doing it for free mm-hmm. um, just to help them out, you know. And I decided, you know what, I really like this. This is a passion of mine. I spend hundreds of hours a month studying this stuff. Right. I should just turn this into a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I took the idea and basically just started, you know, charging for it, but giving results in advance so I'd go to somebody and I would say what how do you want to grow your what 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 do you think you could do to grow your business like what would make a huge impact in the growth revenue the personal income that you're experiencing but most importantly how much time you have in your life to enjoy your life and your success right what do you want and they would tell me and I'd say what do you have and they would tell me and I'd say here's what you do and they'll go holy shit Mm -hmm. and then they do it and it works and they make money and they have time and then I've contributed to the world right. and so with legacy masterminds basically what I do is I help local business owners dominate their local market mm-hmm. so that they can maximize their personal income while also having time to live and love and enjoy their success right and this is something that nobody else brings to the table because most people will give you like a marketing venue or a marketing vehicle like radio ads, TV ads right. or SEO or whatever they don't. They don't, they don't. Those are all tactics, individual tactics. They don't give you a strategy built specifically around your current resources Mm -hmm. that help you leverage your business and your market and your local environment so that you can spend the least amount of money and geometrically and or exponentially grow the business while simultaneously having more time for yourself and your family to enjoy your success. People don't bring that to the table, frankly, because they don't study the right people. Right. I'm not a genius. Well, I think we're all geniuses. Mm -hmm. I think we all have a universal knowledge, but we'll get into that another day. (laughs) I think we're all, I'm not a guru. I study the best on the planet. Mm -hmm. I do the thousands of hours of research and I synthesize the material down into chunks that, that local business owners can actually understand and use, and then I actually help them implement every damn thing I teach them. Right. So if I teach you something about how to joint venture with another local business owner so you can get 5,000 mailers out totally free sent from somebody that they actually trust. Right. And on their end, they just provided good materials out to their clients so people, they get the goodwill. If I teach you how to do that and then you go, yeah, but I don't have time to implement that. My back-end team goes in and actually does everything for you. Right.
0: <laughs> and that's something that you don't find, at least on a smaller town local level, you don't find
1: that type of, uh,
0: that type of service.
1: No, you would pay strategic marketing coaches tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to give the kinds of materials that I'm giving out. And I say that humbly because I'm not giving you, like I said, it's not from me. It's from the billionaire marketers that are charging that money. Right. It's their strategies. I'm a synthesizer. mm mm-hmm. I bring all the information, and then when you go, that doesn't work for me because in my industry, here's how it works. And I go, really? Show me your bank account. Right. That's how it works, smartass. Show me your bank account. <laughs> and you go, well, uh, well, uh, well, I, I don't, I don't want to. And I go, I know you don't want to. But if you had millions, you'd want to. Right. And this conversation would be over. It would be proof positive. That's right.
0: If it was working and you wouldn't be talking to – they wouldn't be talking to you. You wouldn't be talking to me. In the first
1: place. Right. And I'm not trying to be a jerk. What I am trying to do is get real and say, Mm -hmm. guess what? These strategies have been tested in over 700 industries. Right. Right. And as long as you synthesize them properly, which is where the $50,000, 100000 coaches come in, mm-hmm. as long as you synthesize and apply them properly to you, you will, and I shouldn't say this because the FTC says I can't guarantee anything, you will, if you're not a total dumbass, mm-hmm. and even if you are, you just get a coach to do it for you, and you can still scratch your ass and they'll do it, mm-hmm. if you get the right person, you have to get results. Mm-hmm. You have to if you do it right. It's like if I lift up a bottle of water that's unscrewed and there's water in it and I put it up to my mouth, I have to consume water. It's not like sometimes the water won't obey gravity. <laughs> as long as I do it right and don't put it against my eyeball, uh-huh. I'm, g- I'm going to get water you, you, you're in get my water mouth. going to get water in your
0: mouth. <laughs>
1: But Most people put it against their eyeballs. The the that's, the, that's the problem. And there's
0: a lot of uh, there's a lot of business owners. And there's a lot of budding business owners, and, uh, you know, potential entrepreneurs, people that have the dream that are wanting to turn that into doing. Um, that they stumble the wrong way. They go the right. absolute wrong direction based on what uh, someone in their peripherals doing, or right. you know, someone that may have gone ahead of them, and they see that they had. Uh, not massive success, but moderate success. So, well, if they did that, then maybe I'll be able to do that too, you know? And it's almost as if you're looking at, and I like to speak in analogies and this could totally fall flat, but I mean, you look at it like it's a stream and you see someone crossing and you, and you're not following them exactly, but you're like, okay, well, they went to the right for a little bit, then went to the left. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. You may not take the same steps. Mm -hmm. You may stumble. You may fall. Um, But most of the time, people will be like, oh, I fell, and it's their fault. And they back out of the stream without trying to cross again. Yeah, That's the problem.
1: Yeah, and most people that are listening to this, at this point, like we may have even spliced some things together because you're probably wondering when is this guy going to actually start telling me how to do stuff. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, But, yeah, basically what we're saying to to you guys that that are listening right now is we're trying to break down your limiting beliefs first. So Mm -hmm. I'm basically telling you, if you're thinking about competition right now, And you're thinking about the what-ifs right now, Mm -hmm. and you're thinking about um, some of the rationalizations as to why you haven't taken action right now. I'm not trying to be a a, a motivational speaker, Mm -hmm. but I'm telling you from personal experience and from my education of the people who are making this on on an even bigger level than what I am right now, there are ways – whether or not you bring on the right people and discover those ways is up to you. And now I w- and now with me and Kenny, you know, Kenny you can ask you some specific questions. Now we can actually get into you know, what are some of the biggest challenges you guys are having out there? Mm-hmm. How can I give you easy ways right now, either resources to find the right info or strategies to either help you to generate more leads, like bring in more potential clients, communicate with them in a way that makes them ask you to sell to them, mm-hmm. converts them to clients, and then converts them to happy repeat buyers and raving fan clients. How can we do that? And I'll ask, let you ask me a couple of specific questions based on what you think your, your listeners want to hear.
0: Well, uh, really, uh, when it comes to this, it's, um, there's, a lot, there's a lot of uh, people that will spit out the you know, the economy is terrible right now. You know, right. the, the, there's, uh, you know, people just aren't buying right now. The people just aren't wanting, you know, whether it's in marketing, whether it's buying actual tangible goods, uh, they get that, you know, the, that's the first go to being cut. Yes, that's the first thing, you know, and, the, and then the first and it's so funny how uh, most of this, no matter what industry you talk to they say, you know, budgets are being cut and the first thing they cut is insert the industry that they're, that, that they're in. You know, yeah. whether it's marketing is the first thing they cut <laughs> or uh, luxury or, is the first thing that or they martial cut. martial arts class, Yeah, right, martial arts, you know, and, and it's just like, you know, well, no, people are still doing it. Otherwise, martial arts classes would be empty. You wouldn't hear any ads on the radio. You yeah. wouldn't see any of that.
1: How, so. many, how many people do you know if you're listening to this? How many people do you know that will tell you, oh, no, I can't go. I can't afford that. And then you see them out at the club Mm-hmm. Two weeks later with a $200 drink tab. Or you see them rolling down the road with their nice big chrome rims. Mm-hmm. Or you see them with a new piece of jewelry or a new $500 tattoo. How many people do you, or a new um, iPhone, or right. how many people do you know that tell you, oh, I'm having trouble with my job. Oh, I'm having trouble with money. Oh, we're really struggling. And then the next damn week, you see them with something. You're like, motherfucker, you, I know you <laughs> spent money on that. Yep. I know you spent money on that. The answer is a lot. Mm -hmm. and so this is the general theory money is still being spent it's just not crossing hands the same way it's not going in the same directions all you have to do is position yourself as the thing that they want to keep spending money on and they will people are spending money they may be telling you that they're not but But they they are. are that's why they're just as broke as they were they're still spending money businesses are still spending money. Yes. It's changing hands differently, and you just need to understand how to position yourself in front of the hands that are delivering the money. Right. Tony Robbins has a really cool way of explaining this. Energy can't be created or destroyed. Okay? So everything is energy. Right. Okay. Money is energy also. It's not like when the bad economy happens, money starts dissolving. <laughs> like it starts, like you know, like you look at your bank account one day and go, what happened to all my money? It must have dissolved from the bank. It still exists right people aren't hoarding it you think people are hoarding it but they're not they're spending it in a different way in different directions and all you have to do is reposition yourself in front of the money again right it doesn't actually occur where there's not money being transferred in the Great Depression more money was made during throughout and in the course of time after the Great Depression than any time in the history of the world. wow! Because as people were using money during when the economy was down to procure assets, real estate and stocks, as the economy built back up, they were repositioned properly to make billions. There were people at the turn of the century worth billions. You don't hear about them. Right. Of course you don't hear about them. The government wants you to feel limited. Mm -hmm. They want you to feel like you're suppressed by the economy. But you're not. They want you to feel that way. By the way, so you take out loans, so that you spend money on things that you shouldn't. So that money goes into the into the government and into the wrong hands, into the things that into things that are useless, basically, that you don't really need. Right. Okay. But what I'm here to tell you, from personal experience and from the experience that I have with my clients and with my mentors, is definitively and categorically. <laughs> Money is still changing hands. It's just not your hands yet. Right. And you just reposition yourself. And you're like, well, how do I reposition myself? Well, we get into that. We get into that in coaching. Mm -hmm. But basically, one of the best ways is one of the ways that we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, which is asking what they're willing and able to spend money on. Right. And discovering the deeper need. Discovering the deeper need. The deeper need being like, you know, the significance and the certainty and the security, what's going to make them feel the way that they want to feel and they will spend money on that? Like the Starbucks, the average Starbucks customer goes there 1.5 times per day, per day, seven days a week. And you wonder, how is that statistic possible? The statistic is possible because some of them buy starbucks five times a day and some buy it once a day and some buy it every other day right but that's the kind of stats these guys are getting Mm -hmm. and it's not because of the coffee nope and they're priced higher in a bad economy because they're filling a deeper need of certainty and connection with other people and significance because they're at a place in which they feel like they belong to something that's the target that they did. That's why the and I'm using Starbucks because you everybody on the damn podcast going to know who that is. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And, I mean, and
0: it's a good the thing is it it is a good example because it's one of those things that is made of feels. You know, how am I going to feel knowing I'm going up to Starbucks? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the thing. It's not, again, it's not really so much about the coffee. And by the way, Starbucks, if you are listening to this podcast and you still want to be a, a sponsor, would love to
1: have you. Um, <laughs> Starbucks, Starbucks is brilliant. They are. They, that's the thing. I, I, go to, I am one of those customers that goes to Starbucks every day for that exact purpose. And as I'm doing it, I go, I know why I'm doing this shit. <laughs> I know I'm doing it. I know I'm doing it because – I understand what, 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 what's, what's happening, and I don't care.
0: Right now, we're giving uh, Starbucks marketing uh, the chance to get a raise. Um, yeah, <laughs> Starbucks, go
1: ahead and pay Kenny more for this. Because they're like, it's working. Yeah, Stop telling it's, our secrets. It's absolute truth. It is. That the reason why Windsor Jewelers isn't hurting during the bad economy, the reason why restaurants that are actually good restaurants are still open, mm-hmm. people – are still spending money you just have to position yourself in front of them as something that they need slash want slash slash feel um taken care of by
0: that's all and, and uh i mean i love your opinion on this as well um i mean but i, I think i already know the answer you look at cable companies mm-hmm. right now um <laughs> it, b- b- back in uh, i'd say last year maybe a year and a half this time uh the triple play package with whether it's Comcast, Nology, right. Whoever was $66. It was, uh, I mean, it, it, the triple play, no, sorry. No, it was uh $99. Uh, the triple play, it was just 33, 33, 33, and you're good to go. Well, now you're seeing the same package and, uh, inflation be damned. They're saying, Oh, you know, you get the triple play for $126 with no warning, no change. And it's not like the cost of the airwave, of getting, getting cable through there is going to – has gone up suddenly. Right. But people, they're telling you that you need cable. They're telling you you need – the thing is, who who has a home phone now still? yeah That's the thing. Who says, oh, yeah, you know what? Let me just go get my rotary phone that's attached to the wall, right. you know, and I have the long cord that gets tangled up like back in the 90s. No one has that anymore. But still, people are paying $120 to have TV, ca- uh, internet, and a home phone when right. they have an iPhone 5 in their pocket or a Galaxy S3 or whatever the hell. Um, but they're still telling people that they need it. Right. And general consumer is saying, well, okay, well, I guess I still do
1: need it. Yeah, the cable companies also recognize that most of the customers that they have um, that would leave if they raise their prices, mm-hmm. most of those people can leave and that's okay. Right. But if they quadruple their prices – Most of the people who are benefiting from it and spend most of their time watching TV, frankly, and, you know, they'll stay on regardless because of the needs that the TV fills. Mm -hmm. They could not imagine life without TV or without the Internet. They know the needs that it fills, and so they say, F you guys, we're going to charge you five times as much, and you're going to suck it. You're going to pay it. And guess what? The people who left, that was only their 20% that didn't really give a shit about TV anyway. The other ones
0: are throwing their money at the screen saying, take it.
1: Right. The other ones are going, all right, well, that's fine, which is why oil companies Mm -hmm. can raise the price on oil at leisure, and you're going to drive just as much Yep. because you need to drive. Do you really need to drive? I don't know. You could carpool. You really could, or you could live in a city where there's public transit. You really could, but they're going to raise the price, and you're going to drive just as much because it's comfortable. And
0: you have the luxury of owning your own vehicle. That's right. you made it yourself, and you're there. People,
1: they'll bitch about it, and they'll post... Pictures on Instagram of the <laughs> prices, and guess what they're gonna do right after they take that picture? Pump. The
0: they're gas. gonna pay. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: Okay. <laughs> suckers. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But it's true.
0: That, that's the thing. So, uh, bring again, bringing it all full circle back, uh, back to how you've managed uh, this, and I'm sure that uh, you know the people that are uh, act- actively seeking out uh, my coaching. Y- your coaching, right. and uh, th- things of, or in this industry, in this realm. Right. Um, what? would you say would be uh the the biggest contributing factor to uh you actually being
1: successful when it comes to uh reaching out to these expert positioning what people benefit most from me is when you position yourself not just as the expert mm-hmm. in your space but also somebody who is providing massive value up front before they ever try to sell you something right so you have good information, mm-hmm. you have something that's unique about you, but you're not just saying, Blah buh ba sale of twenty five percent. Come on in this week and this week only because apparently we're closing after that. Sure. Like when you're not doing it like that, when you're actually going out and saying, Hey, like for example, let's say that um, I was a martial arts school, which mm-hmm. I am and i said to a, a, a potential lead client prospect whatever who's considering five martial arts schools i say listen these are the top five things you need to consider in selecting a martial arts school, so you don't get hurt so you get the most out of your experience and so that you don't get ripped off right or here are some of the things that you need to know about how martial arts could help you to live longer live happier and have a better experience with your physique and with, your, with relationships with other people because you'll feel more confident and secure. When I provide that to you, and it really helps you because, I mean, you're, you're really getting good information from that. But I'm not saying, and by the way, come by from me. Right. I'm just saying, here I am as an expert. Mm-hmm. If you would like a free consultation, I'll set you up. But if not, go ahead and go to that other school and take your chances. It's okay. Right. He hasn't provided you anything. He he's probably doesn't know what the hell he's talking about because if he did, he'd be doing what I'm doing right now. But I'm going to give you this anyway because I care. When somebody does that, and I teach people how to do this and how to reach out with this, and by the time they do it, by the time they've been done doing this, their space sees them, not just as a preeminent expert, okay, not just as somebody who's giving, but the rapport that you build helps you to be able to not just bring in more leads, charge them more than the competitor, Mm -hmm. convert more to your clients, get your clients to buy more often. And honestly, this isn't a sales thing. You're doing them a service by serving them more often. You really are giving them more by them buying more from you. So you're making more money, but you're doing it in a way that is really serving them more. And I coach people on how to do that.
0: Well, see, that's that's the thing, uh, and I think uh, how I would how I would coin what you do is knowledgeable, good faith coaching. That's because, right. Because that's that's what it is. Is you're providing them a service without even asking for anything. You're just like, look, I'm going to go ahead and provide this for you. I'm going to show you how to do it. You can set up a free consultation to where I'll actually show you a little bit more. Even it's not even going to cost you a dime. Yeah. To I'll do teach that. you how to do it yourself. And then, uh, but and yeah. then they're like, well, you know what. If he's willing to give this away for free, what can I get if I pay him a little bit more? Yeah, and maybe, that, yeah, and and that's yeah. what, and if more people would take that approach, I think that that would be. Uh, I mean, I, they would see their numbers go through the roof. Which, by the way, is what you teach them how to do. So, uh, final thought: How? can... Well, actually, well, we'll get into the that uh, pre credits, but uh, final thought: If. You had someone that were just to uh, contact you, whether they're here in Augusta or in uh, New York City or in Arizona. And they said, all right, well, look, I need you to come out and, you know, uh, light a fire under my sales team. Um, But and, you know, this is X industry because I know it's different for every industry. Um, And they said, how uh, would you approach speaking to a team of, say, five? Um, would you do it on an individual basis or what, is this something that, uh, you would try to pow out everyone together and, uh, go from there? Or is it something that's just done on a case by case basis?
1: Both. So I have, I do, co- I can't tell you exactly. I do coaching for a very large radio company. Uh-huh. They, they own a 70% market share in a certain city mm-hmm. and I coach their entire sales team, which is like 11 or 12 people plus their senior managers. And what we do is we do private coaching with the ones who are the top performers, mm-hmm. okay, to, to help them be better and to um, be able to get the standard, to get some of the processes that they do and pass them on to some right. of the ones that aren't doing as well, and to help the owners and managers to be more productive, have more time, be able to work on the business more than in the business. Right. You do both, and the reason why you do both is because you need to coach the team as to how to function as a team more effectively, as a team to work better together, synergetically to be able to attract more clients, serve them better, become the preeminent expert, give value added up front, create conversions from leads to clients, and then be able to get them to buy more and more often from you and then to refer more people to you. You gotta teach them how to do that. Right on. But then the ones who are the best, you wanna coach them personally, not just to make them even better, but to get what they do specifically in that industry and teach it to the rest of the fools. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. And then you wanna take the president, the directors and all them, and you want to help them to have more time because they're wasting, by the way, 20 hours a week. Mm. If you're listening to this and you're a senior manager and you're like, no I don't, uh, uh, if you knew you would have already changed it, you are. And I know because every single senior manager, CEO, CFO, president, sales director, I've worked with them all, they're all wasting 20 hours a week. They can have extra time to either slack off and, and, play and, and take shots at their desk or, <laughs> or, or to help their team more or to grow. Or to grow the business, or to grow more commissions, or to mm-hmm. call their wife at lunchtime so he can have a better sex life, or whatever it is. You, real talk. You, yeah, you can have more. And this is stuff I teach people. By the way, <laughs> See, what if I could double your sex life in 30 days? And that's a true story. You can call me for that. Um, especially if you're a cute blonde. But anyway, so <laughs> but if <laughs> they're all they're, they're all they're all not being as productive as they can, and it's not because they're stupid. It's not a intelligence thing, right. it's just that you're, you don't know what you don't know yet. Right. And I bring to the table strategies that honestly and truly help you to enjoy your job more, have more time, be more successful at it, get promoted easier because you're generating results. If you're on a commission basis, how to make more commissions. Right. If you're a business owner, how to generate honestly and truly more and better quality leads, convert them better, and serve them to where they love you. Imagine having a pool of people that are giving you a ton of money and love you. Right. Love you, man. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Give me your money and love me and forward me on. That's crazy. There, there's so many businesses right now that, you know, they
0: get the services and people will still gripe about them. Having a business to where people will actually will fawn over you and do the active marketing Dude, for crazy. you, that's what you want. Raving so, fan clients. So that being said, with all the knowledge that we've been able to uh, you know, uh, pull out out of Jason, how can people get a hold of you um, if they would like to hire you for uh, business coaching? Uh, now, do you uh, – and if uh, – I can't. I need... It's
1: impossible. <laughs> it's by invitation only. <laughs> and if I do need to – like um,
0: – and I'll, <laughs> I'll edit this out if I need to. But uh, do you have um, – do you already have a website set, uh, about to be set up or like uh, email address that's –
1: Yeah, we have a brand new site. We have a brand new site that's going to be up within the next week. Okay. Very exciting. Legacymasterminds.com. Okay. However, anybody who Googles Jason Herrera, you're going to see tons of video. You're going to see my LinkedIn. You're going to see everything else. Contact me any damn way you want to. Mm-hmm. And just honestly, don't, t- don't even tell me your name and phone number. Just say, just ask me a question that could make you money. Just say, hey, what could I do to do this? some way that you think is going to help you to make more money, generate more leads, convert more clients, or have more time. Right. And I'll just answer it so that you can make more money and just test me. Just say, (laughs) seriously, just say, hey, man, I'm Jim Bob, and I've got a law practice coffee Mm -hmm. shop thing, (laughs) and I want help on this. What do you think? And I will honestly and truly give you a way produce results and not charge you for it now in the long run you're gonna want more results you're gonna want more deep education and things like that and i'm more than happy to help you and that's why you should contact me for a either in person or over the phone or over skype consultation where i'll give you massive value again without charging you for it at first right and you will grow i can't say that i shouldn't say that but I do say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. You do grow, you do experience things, and I always give you massive value front. Just go on to legacymasterminds.com or Google Jason Herrera. You'll see. My LinkedIn and everything else. Get a hold of me any way you want to, and just push my buttons.
0: Right on. Um, now, guys, uh, I'm on this uh, page on adzuki.com. You guys will see that I've linked to all the different avenues that you can get a hold of Jason, uh, whether it's through Skype, whether it's through uh, his website, uh, phone numbers, the whole nine. Now, there was one thing uh, that I did say, and I'm, I'm actually with the wonders of uh, modern technology. I'm cutting it here. Now, I have a question for you. Okay. In the email that uh, there was that, that you sent to me when we were setting this up, you said that w- one of the questions you had in there was how you went from what was it six hundred dollars to what was it uh, ten thousand yeah, dollars? Yeah, how. <laughs> How, did, how in the like hell that. did you do that? You like that, that headline. Yeah. You? I, was, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and what I'm doing right now is for those that are uh, listening to this little snippet, uh, we had their general podcast, a little bit of a write-up, and now this is just a little excerpt right after we were done. I have this down here. This is for those that were wondering what the hell I was actually talking about. How did, you go, how did you do right. that?
1: And, I, and I'm going to get more into detail on this during probably a video lesson with you or so, something cool where I can provide you and your listeners some more value. Because okay. through, the, through the podcast alone, sometimes people run out of time. I'll give you some more right. in the future. To elaborate, basically, the story of going from $600 a month to $10,000 a month within a couple of months took place when I started implementing certain online strategies that provided massive value up front, like what I'm talking about. Brought in clients, converted them to higher paying clients, okay, that thought I was, that, per, that perceived me as worth more at the time because of what I had provided them up front. Right. And then stopped wasting money on the BS advertising that I was wasting money on. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're spending money on a ton of TV, billboards, yellow page ads, all that BS. When you start to convert that to marketing strategies instead of individual tactics that don't do a damn thing, especially if you're doing super coops. I'm sorry, super coops, but you're full of shit. Okay. (laughs) God, in local edge, please. Somebody blow up that building. Uh, These guys are horrible. I didn't say... I'm not a terrorist. Uh, When I stopped spending money on BS and, and started spending money in the right places with the right strategies, I literally... Profit went, and this is, and I'm, and I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. I went from six hundred dollars a month, barely paying my car payment and otherwise, to making ten thousand, sometimes nine thousand, sometimes fifteen thousand, sometimes eight thousand, sometimes twelve. An average of ten thousand dollars a month every month after that for the couple of years after that that I've been around. Right. And if you're wondering how long I was open at that point, I was open about four months, mm. okay, at that point. And that's when I started to do a lot of research and discover I was like 21 at the time, I didn't know anything. Right. And I really started to discover some of the things that I now teach mm-hmm. and I produce results for myself. without. I didn't have any employees, I didn't have anybody helping me, I didn't have any relationships, I didn't have any joint venture partners, which is what I teach people how to do so they can spend even less right. and do even faster. I didn't know about thought processes and how they affected. I didn't know about how to attract things with your mind. I didn't know any of that stuff mm-hmm. yet. All I knew was some of the basic stuff that I'm going to actually give you guys totally free, by the way. With, in, in, well, it's not free. Kenny's going to be providing it for you because he's a badass. But he's going to be giving it to you because I have a relationship with him and I actually want you know mm-hmm. want him to have some of my stuff. You're going to learn how to do this stuff, and it's huge. Mm-hmm. And if you're wondering, well, I can't do that. I'm not very tech savvy. I'm not. I'm I'm. I'm not. You're right. You're not. Okay. Then just suck it and stop. Don't make money. Just go broke. Right. Just go broke then. Okay. If you're just going to talk like that. But, you know, you are capable of it. And mm-hmm. I don't teach anything that's difficult. And I don't teach anything that's too tech savvy. Right. And anything that is too tech savvy, we provide those services too. Okay. But you can do this stuff, guys. Don't sell yourselves short. Don't sell yourselves short. Okay. The, the reason why 24 out of 25 businesses fail these days isn't because they weren't talented. It's not because they were stupid. It's because they sold themselves short. They didn't believe in themselves. They didn't believe that they could do it. They didn't believe that it was for them or for their industry. They didn't believe they didn't believe they believed the nonsense of people that were just trying to sell them BS Mm -hmm. and they failed and you don't have to do that. Because you have people around that are actually going to give you the right information that actually give a shit about you. Right. You have people like Kenny that is actually going to provide good information and not try and sell you a bunch of nonsense. So when you have people like that, all you have to do is open your ears, know who to listen to, who is getting the results. Are they just trying to sell you something? Right. Are they just trying to sell you a Yellow Page ad? Are they just giving you BS statistics? Know who to listen to. Listen to them. And then take some action. And if you don't wanna take action, bring somebody on that will. Exactly.
0: Well, guys, uh, that is our time for this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You guys just had a full, just about a full hour's worth of uh, information, uh, tons of great information from Jason Herrera. Um, uh, you know, he's uh, multiple, multiple ventures. But again, as I said, you'll find all the links and whatnot to get in contact with him at the bottom of the post on adzuki.com. Uh, if you guys want to hear more, or have suggestions of other people that you would like ask. me to interview, definitely, definitely ask. If you have any questions, for Jason feel free to ask you can comment down uh, on the page on adzuki.com or on YouTube as well because we'll have a couple of other things that we will be uh, routing through with Jason that you guys can be uh, feel free to ask uh, you know the only dumb question is one that goes unasked so, right. um,
1: so to, to add to your call to action guys if you're listening to this and you're like and you never post comments and questions uh, you know do it mm-hmm. because Kenny and, and myself Kenny will redirect me to this to this link we will answer these, and I will myself too if I get sent the link to it, which I will. Kenny mm-hmm. will send it to me. Yep. I'll answer the stuff, and I'll answer the comments. If you have a challenge, challenge it. Mm-hmm. Say something stupid. Say something that makes me want to kick you in the teeth. I'm not going <laughs> to kick you. I don't know where you live, but I'm going to do. But I'm going to answer honestly. Your question. We'll We'll give you some good knowledge.
0: Right. Absolutely. So, guys, again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you guys just heard how Jason Herrera became self-made. I'm Kenny Adams from Azuki.com. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys next time.